Deadly mushrooms spreading. Nine-year-old genius. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my story this week is science news. This is from sciencealert.com. It's a science alert. And the headline is, World's deadliest mushroom changed how it reproduces as it spreads across the U.S. Okay, is this like a Last of Us kind of a mushroom or no 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 this this is just like this is just like don't don't eat mushrooms that you can't identify and and like it's you have to be like so sure be like super sure because like they showed a picture of this one and it like it doesn't look that on it's pretty unassuming it's just like a brown mushroom like like it looks just like oh that could be edible but it's super not edible it looks fine, and no, it'll 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 kill you. Oh no! Um, so, okay. <laughs> uh, scientists just discovered a scary new fact about the most dangerous mushroom in the world. It's not reproducing like it used to, and it could be helping it move into new areas. Um, they say that mushrooms are infamous for their poisonous nature, which I guess. Um, <laughs> okay. They're also infamous for being a pizza topping, so <laughs> for just making general claims here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, in reality, most only cause temporary physical discomfort when eaten by humans. Um, But of all the reported fatalities from mushrooms worldwide, 90% are due to just one species from Europe that's called the death cap mushroom. Uh, The scientific name is Amanita phalloides, I guess. I don't know how you pronounce Mm -hmm. that. Um, So in its native European ranges, this mushroom creates new generations by combining genomes with another um, but as it turns out, they don't actually need a mating partner to reproduce. And that's kind of what they discovered with this study is that, um, they kind of thought that these mushrooms could only reproduce like with another mushroom, but they can actually just spread their own spores and spread more mushrooms that way. Great. Um, which is, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly, it's great. Um, (laughs) the discovery, uh, they said is based on the genomes of 86 mushrooms that they have been collecting, uh, in California since 1993 and in parts of Europe since 1978. Um, and they said that they found specimens in 2014 from two different spots that were found to contain the exact same genetic material, um, effectively making them the same mushroom. Hmm. That's what they say. I, I don't know if that's right like yeah they're identical but they're not the same mushroom it's a new mush i don't know um <laughs> but yeah and they had it's another example of, <laughs> yeah a twin basically they had another example of one uh, it's a clone i guess a clone yeah yeah um but uh another one was that they collected in 2004 they found like it's it's clone a decade later in another location. Whoa. Like, so this is apparently something they can do over a long period of time. Um, and yeah, apparently a lot of different types of uh, mushrooms are able to reproduce both sexually and asexually, depending on the circumstances. But until this recent finding, they didn't realize that this one was also one of those mushrooms. Okay. Uh, and yeah, it just talks about how like 
uh, sexual reproduction allows for them to evolve and adapt by introducing more genetic variation. Uh, but by being able to reproduce asexually, uh, individual mushrooms can spread quickly and survive for years completely on their own. Um, and they said when a spore lands on a healthy surface, surface it germinates and begins fruiting. Uh, and in this way, asexual spores can spread individual mushrooms far and wide without the need for a mating partner or genetically different offspring. Um, and yeah, according to like theoretical models based on all of this, this suggests that individual death caps could persist through the years by replicating themselves until they find another death cap to mate with. So basically they, this is just like a stopgap measure for them. If they can't find a mate, they just like keep making more of themselves until they do, which is so, bad. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> right. I'm like, why aren't there just death caps literally everywhere? <laughs> yeah. That's, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, they're. I mean, they're definitely spreading. Apparently, they used to just be in northern Europe, but they've like since spread throughout Europe and now are also spreading across the U.S. Um, and they Ugh. also they pointed out that half of a mushroom cap is all that is needed to kill a person. Oh my gosh! Um, without medical intervention, symptoms can occur as soon as six hours after ingesting the mushroom, uh, with liver failure potentially following soon after. So it's like you don't want to eat these. They are very, very poisonous. Um, and that's why they call them a death cap. What do they look like? They're just brown? They're just like brown mushrooms. Like, they've got kind of a wide top on them. But, like, they just look like kind of an unassuming, like, if you just picture, like, a generic mushroom. Yeah. This is what it, this is what it looks like. Like a pizza topping mushroom, but brown. Kind or of. Or, like. Or like one of the ones with the more flat tops. With a with a bigger, yeah, like a flatter top, not like a, a button mushroom. Mm. But like, yeah, they just have a cap and. Wow. They look they look very unassuming, but we'll the, kill you. The lesson here is, which you already stated at the beginning, is don't eat a mushroom you find out there in the woods. Unless you're wherever. like a professional, a professional, or you're like extremely experienced in identifying mushrooms, and even then, like I. Think twice Why? about it. Yeah. <laughs> we have, just get them from a store. <laughs> they grew those. They're fine. Yeah. Unless you're in some type of like survivor competition or you just liked that lifestyle for some reason and you're like surviving out on your own, but then you probably educate then yourself you, ahead of time. Yeah. I was going to say also, <laughs> and then you might not survive <laughs> for much longer, depending, like you have to be super careful. Well, I'm glad that it's not um, cordyceps that you... Had yes. a story about. <laughs> yeah, at the very least, we're not talking about uh, mushrooms that makes us make us all into zombies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Okay, I have a random local news story this week. This is from the Guardian, and the headline is: Pennsylvania boy nine becomes one of the youngest ever high school graduates. At nine years old. Nine years old. He graduated high school. What? Isn't that incredible? That's wild. How did that happen? This kid is so smart. He's just really smart. <laughs> so a nine-year-old boy from Pennsylvania who loves science and computer programming has become one of the youngest ever high school graduates, and he had um, he has already started accumulating some credits towards college. Nine years old. His name's what? David Balligan. Hopefully I pronounced that right. I don't know. But he recently received a diploma from Reach Cyber Charter School, which is based in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, after taking classes remotely from 
home, actually. Um, he lives closer to Philadelphia, but he did like remote classes at this high school and he, yeah, graduated. And he's only nine. At <laughs> I nine, keep saying that's, that. <laughs> that's half the age you're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this achievement makes David one of the youngest known children to ever graduate high school, according to a list compiled by the history and culture website, oldest.org. The only person on that list younger than him um, is Michael Kearney, who holds the Guinness World Record for youngest high school graduate that he set when he was six years old in 1990. <laughs> what? How, I'm here, like, how, can you, you, how do you even have the mental capacity Yeah, you couldn't accumulate even, the knowledge that you would require, I feel like, to graduate from high school in that time. Like, what are you talking about? Like, like that seems like at, physically impossible, but I don't at know. At best, that's like four years of education. Like, because prior to two, like, is are they? I, he started algebra when he was four years old. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. It does not make sense. I, it's wild to me. That I just that don't understand from like, a time perspective how that even works. Like, I mean, yeah. nine is, doesn't make a lot more sense, but at least you got a few more years in there. Yeah. That's so strange. Um, so that guy, the guy that has the, holds the record, um, apparently got two master's degrees, at least according to this article, one when he was 14 and one when he was 18. And then, and then went on, and then it says went on to win more than $1 million on game shows. (laughs) Like, okay, (laughs) that's what, that's what he did with his, he went on game shows and just like knew everything, which like, Hey, I wish I could have done that, man. Be done. What you, a life. You finished, you finished <laughs> life at 18, and then you can just yeah. live the rest of it. That yep. is, uh, wow. So that, yeah, that guy that holds the record. But this this person is now in, like, second place, basically, of for this record, which is, like, amazing. Um, wow. Okay. So he told a news station that he wants to be an astrophysicist, and he wants to study black holes and supernovas. Um, and also, besides his academics, David is pursuing a martial arts black belt and he plays the piano. Like this kid is so amazing. <laughs> when does when does he find the time? <laughs> that is too many things. You can't have it all. <laughs> like he has the extracurriculars too. It's incredible. That, yeah. So both sports and arts like Yep. Jeez. Yep. What else What else is what there? Else? <laughs> what else? What else is there? <laughs> Academics sports and the arts <laughs> yeah uh, they said he was interested in computer programming i didn't even like start programming and i do that professionally until i was in college <laughs> like, and i you went to college at a regular you, age <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do any like pre like i don't know what to say like any like what's the word i'm looking for i want to say adventures into programming that's not the right word like dabbling in it like in high school really i mean i like i think i had a game you could play where you could like do some stuff in basic but like oh okay high school didn't offer my high school at least didn't offer anything yeah in uh in computers except for like word processing (laughs) yeah (laughs) which that's yeah that doesn't count um (laughs) i know how to type but yeah that's nine years old that's yeah that's that is insane so, props to David for being awesome. Yeah, wow. All right, it's time for some breaking news, the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today, or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Amanita. Ready, set, Go! go. 
All right. This is from KSL.com. Don't know what that is. Um, but the headline is National Pizza Day 2023. Some absurd facts about pizza. Yes. I don't know why I know this, but I know that today is National Pizza Day and it's also National Chocolate Day. It's World Chocolate Day, actually. That's too many. That's we, too We too, talked too about many it at things work. that are too different. Yeah. We talked about oh. it at work today and then we were like, everyone go home and eat pizza and chocolate for dinner. <laughs> I had a chocolate chip cookie, so There you go. I guess I I guess I did celebrate. <laughs> um So, yeah, apparently Today, when we're recording, February 9th, is National Pizza Day, uh, which this article says is not to be confused with the National Cheese Pizza Day, which is September 5th, National Pepperoni Pizza Day, which is September 20th, National Pizza Month, which is October, notice that none of these days fall in October, and then National Sausage (laughs) Pizza Day, which is on October 11th. There's a National Sausage Pizza Day. National Sausage Pizza Pizza Day. That's October 11th for everyone keeping track. Um, so they like huh. well, they call these absurd facts, but I think they're they're facts. They're not they're not that absurd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, so they said that pizza was ranked as the food most associated with addictive like eating dis- eating behaviors, according to a study that used the Yale Food Addiction Scale. Oh. Um, so I guess of the foods, you're most likely to be addicted to pizza. Um, they said because of its combination of fat and carbohydrates, along with its texture, color, and complementary taste profile. Um, those are some of the reasons it's so addictive. Apparently. I've never heard pizza analyzed in such a scientific way. Yeah, I don't know. It really makes it sound unappealing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, they also they presented this fact with like no... Like they they linked to something and I didn't get a chance to like look at it, but like it says researchers have figured out a way to teach an AI system how to construct a pizza just by looking at a picture. And I'm like, what does that what does that mean? Do they mean like a recipe for the pizza? Or like I guess like maybe like the order to put things on it or something, like oh. how to actually like build it up or I don't know. But apparently AI is coming for pizza, too. Um, All right. So look forward to Chat GPT having its own pizza parlor. <laughs> um, the pizzas will all be just slightly off, and you won't know why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so um, accurate. So this one was, I thought, kind of interesting. According to The New Yorker, in the late 1960s, the U.S. Army's 113th Military Intelligence Unit used pizza deliveries in order to spy on reporters and politicians. So they would, like, have, like, use, pe- I, I guess, like, fake pizza deliveries or something. But, like, they'd send some th- somebody to, like, groups that they wanted to spy on. <laughs> and, I mean, who's going to turn away pizza? Um, wow. Yeah. And then... Uh, apparently, Italian anti-mafia police, which is the thing, I guess, tracked down and arrested a suspected mobster in France where he was working under an alias as a pizza chef. <laughs> <laughs> the way this article's laid out, just like one sentence about like these random facts without like a lot of supporting <laughs> information. Um, but like we'll yeah. link it in the sh- – they did link to stuff like in the article. So oh, okay. like, we'll, we'll link it in our show notes if you want to follow up on any of these and like – see their sources um and then uh finally a few pizza world records 
including at least one I'm pretty sure that we talked about, if not two of these. Oh. Um, so the world's largest pizza record was just set in January um, in Los Angeles by Pizza Hut and some YouTuber whose name I didn't recognize. Uh, and it was a 13,999 square foot pizza. I feel nice. like, did we talk about that one? It sounded familiar. <sighs> I can't remember. I don't know. We talk about a lot of world records. Because we talk, yeah, so. we talk about a lot of world records, but then also like I see them in the news too, and I don't always talk about them on the show, so I yeah. don't remember <laughs> what we've talked about. Um, they said in 2006, uh, Paul Fennec traveled 12,346 miles from Madrid to Wellington, New Zealand, to hand deliver a pizza to someone named Nico Apostol- Apostolakis. So he. That was, what? like, apparently the longest pizza delivery, which, like, surely by then the pizza is it's not, <laughs> not good. Not good anymore? <laughs> Wait, how many miles was it? 12,346. What? I don't even know how you do that. Like, I guess, does that include, like, tra- flying? I yeah, like, you fly in a plane? Like, it wasn't, like, a boat or something, but I don't okay, know. Okay, that's... That's wild. It's too it's too long and it makes no sense. Uh, and then the highest altitude pizza delivery uh, done on land was also set by Pizza Hut by delivering a pizza to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania. Oh wow! And that also sounded familiar, but I don't that, remember if we talked about it. If I that actually about it somewhere else. that actually also that sounds very familiar to me as well. And I'm yeah. trying to remember, did we talk about that on the show? Yeah, that's definitely but the type of thing we would talk about on the show. It definitely is. Uh, and now we are, if we did it already. Are. <laughs> now we are. Um, but yeah, that's all the pizza facts that I have. Um, happy National Pizza Day to you, Woo! Alex. Um, and yeah, I guess it's a little late in the day for me at least to eat pizza. But I guess if you're hearing this, you can celebrate like a day later if if you're listening on release day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get some pizza. Woo. Well, my breaking news is also strangely food related, um, <laughs> but I I just saw this article uh, was posted today. A new study, uh, sorry, the headline is a new study shows instant noodles major cause of childhood scald injuries. Oh. I just thought this was like just really fascinating. I don't know why, and, and also useful information to know if you have kids, but. Um, this is from the University of Chicago Medicine website. Um, apparently, the um, some researchers at University of Chicago did this study and found that instant noodle burns accounted for nearly a third of all pediatric scald admissions um, at the University of Chicago Medicine, like medical center, between 2010 and, and uh, 2020. What? And they this this new study was published in the journal Burns. <laughs> Which I didn't know was a journal. Which I'm like, there's a whole have a journal whole called journal Burns. Just for that? Apparently, more like a burnal. I think they should call it that. They should change the name. It's a much better <laughs> the name. Bur- the burnal. The burnal. Yeah. So they looked at 790 cases of children getting burned and having to like come in. Um, and a third of care. those were because yeah. of instant 31%, noodles. Thirty-one percent. Thirty-one percent of them were instant noodles. What? Which I'm like, like what? what? Is this like, is this like parents spilling noodles on their kids? So, it's like, yeah, what's so I happening? Think it's like, I think what's happening 
like they didn't go into a lot of detail, but what I kind of gleaned from this is that like it's because parents or kids maybe that are old enough to prep it for themselves, like they make it in the microwave and they don't realize how hot it is. And then like maybe they're eating it. They're not sitting at a table. They're like at the couch and they're like eating their noodles and they're like a little kid and they like spill it and they don't realize how hot it is and they get it on themselves somehow and it burns them. Like that's kind of what it seems like. Wow. That it's, it's treated like it's just a harmless kid food because it's it's ramen, it's noodle, like tons of kids eat that, right? But, Uh but when, but it can be really, really hot and they don't like the parents, parents don't realize or the kids don't, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> but they were like, huh. apparently it was this anecdotal thing that the people in the burn center were like noticing. And then they're like, we should actually like look into this because this I feel really like a beautiful. lot of people, a lot of these kids are coming in and it's from an instant noodle cups. Like, and they did this study and it was 31%. I just thought that was like crazy. <laughs> like what? That's, that's so, that, yeah. You that's just so weirdly disproportionate. Yeah. Like I would. If you ask me, like, what peat or what food, <laughs> what pizza, what food, like, causes the most, like, burns in any age group, I would not have guessed, like, instant noodles. Yeah. I would have, well, in older, I don't know what I would have guessed, actually. For, like, little kids, I honestly would think it would be from, like, accidentally pulling, touching stuff, like, on the stove by accident or, like, pulling yeah. something over onto themselves by accident, like, that kind of stuff. Um, uh-huh. Not like I was eating this food that I made for myself and I spilled it and it burned me. Like, right. I wouldn't think that would be. That's anyway, very strange. It was strange, but also kind of useful to know. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, be, you, be if you're around your little kids, noodles. just be careful with instant noodles. Yeah, like, just make sure that it's cooled off enough before you, like, give it to a kid who, who's not very, like, controlled in their eating, if that makes sense. Right. Like, if they're, like, yeah. a toddler or something. Um mm. But yeah, huh. that was fascinating article just posted today. So be careful with instant noodles. I haven't eaten instant noodles in a long time. Yeah, honestly, though, this is making me kind of hungry for some ramen. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. I'm like, oh. That's that a good bedtime good. snack, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just make sure it's not too hot. Yeah. You'll say. <laughs> All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews, on Twitter at at knickknacknews, and on Instagram at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.